the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. So I'm a sucker for Christmas decorations. I've been working on uh, the Christmas light decorations at the house. And I think I've got them right to the point where I want them on the bushes and on the house, but I don't have the timing of the different timers down yet. Uh, So I'm a geek for this kind of stuff. Hopefully you are too. It adds to the uh, enjoyment of Christmas for me. And I happened upon the Ohio.org website. And I want to throw my congratulations out to the village. Well, it's not really a village. It's a town. Is it a city? It might be a city. Marysville? Marysville is a whopper of a town compared to what it used to be, pre-Honda. Capitalism good, everyone, just in case you were wondering. What's the population of Marysville, Aaron? Do you have it there? Uh, let me see here. Uh, 22,094. Oh, yeah, that's a city. Yeah, 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 that's a city. Okay, so Marysville makes the Ohio.org list of the five most charming towns that go all out for the holidays. Did you know this, Aaron? Did you know what I a didn't. treasure Marysville is? I didn't, but I like Marysville. Yeah. So I'm going to go through the other four towns here. Lebanon, home of the Golden Lamb, where Rob Portman will be eating nightly after he leaves the Senate seat in Washington because his family owns the Golden Lamb. Big, fancy light display. Marietta. Uh, part of what they say is the Ohio... Holiday Lights Trail. I didn't know we had that, but Marietta is on it. Chagrin Falls, that's up in Cleveland. That is a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful and affluent suburb. And then right there, uh, they don't rank them one through five. Uh, they just rank five or put five on the list. Finley is another one. Finley's a nice town. And Marysville. Here's what they say about Marysville. If you're looking for holiday cheer, find it in Marysville. If live trees are your thing, you'll have no trouble finding a sparkling spruce to take home with you between Marysville's three cut-your-own-tree farms. If staying active is your key to a good time, lace up your skates and try ice skating in downtown Marysville's iceless rink. Okay, I'm confused. How do you ice skate in a venue that is iceless? Can anyone explain that to me? 844-TALK-989 if you can. I'm, I'm flummoxed by that, but I'll continue. You may have heard that Marysville is known for its covered bridges. Did you know that, Aaron, that Marysville is known for its covered bridges? I did not. Now you do. But did you know that they light up for the holidays? Yes, they have a driving tour. And each one of Marysville's covered bridges is dressed up for the season. How many covered bridges do you think are charitably assigned to Marysville? Now this is, you know rural, suburban, I would say Union County covered bridges. How many do you think there are? A dozen. 
Oh, come on. Not that many. I don't know. Six. Wait, there might be more. Thompson Road, Spain Creek, North Lewisburg, Pottersburg, Culbertson, Buck Run, Bigelow. There you go. What's so, the reason for a covered bridge? Well, uh, the reason for... The, the why reason, are they covered? I don't... But you know what a covered bridge is, right? I do, but I don't know why they I don't exist. know why. I don't know what the purpose of a covered bridge was. So you could... I don't know. In the back in the old day, in the this had to be the horse and buggy days. So they, don't they would jump build into a the, covered bridge. Side? Maybe I was thinking like shelter from the rain. I, but you were just on the road fifty feet. Before. I know, but maybe they built covered bridges everywhere so you'd know. Just keep keep on going. Head for the bridge. Maybe. Get, no, I like your idea. Keep them from jumping off. But couldn't you just build like fence along the side? It's the need for the roof. I don't know. But they are charming, and they I got pictures here. So, yeah, check that out. Marysville Covered Bridge Tour. Uh, I like a covered bridge. Some of them are quite nice. So there you go. Congratulations to Marysville. And congratulations also to those of you who work for Ohio Health and have been hesitant to get your vaccine and comply with the company's oppressive and stupid vaccine mandate. Ohio Health. That's Riverside Hospital, Dublin, Riverside, and Riverside at, you know, OSU, had a rule that all 35,000 of its employees had to be fully vaccinated by January 4th or they could face termination. But yesterday, Ohio Health said they are pausing the timeline. Now, we don't know what will happen in the wake of Omicron. Because, you know, new variant, new threat. Do you notice all the headlines on Omicron? Watch for this. They all say, doctors say Omicron could be more virulent than previous COVID strains. Doctors say Omicron may cause much bigger problems for youth than previous variants. The headline is never, Omicron may not cause as much problems as previous variants. Because if the headline is, it may Doesn't it also follow that it may not? If the headline is could, doesn't it follow that the other side of that coin would also be true? If it could, it's possible that it could not. But no, we have to take the debil... Oh, worst case scenario. Always, always with COVID, worst case scenario. So Ohio Health probably will suspend their suspension of their COVID vaccine mandate because boy the biden administration won't like this so channel six talked to a husband and wife who work for ohio health and they both applied for a religious exemption i have a lot of friends who have applied for a religious exemption from the vaccine and i'm struck and this is a bad sign for our country how many people have been denied religious exemptions? And, you know, we got a godless media, by and large. They know nothing, nothing of true, authentic, genuine faith. What they know of it, they view disdainfully. Oh, you're a dope. You don't believe that Bible stuff, do you? You don't believe that Jesus stuff, do you? It, to them, is a reflection of your lack of intelligence. That you would order your life 
according to a higher power. Never mind that they can't explain myriad phenomenons in the world. And never mind that if anything happens that would terrify them about the continuation of their existence, they would run to the nearest church and hope that they could have some words said to them that would pacify their fear. Remember how full the churches were after 9-11? I certainly do. But it's troubling to me that so many people are just having their religious exemption applications just dismissed out of hand. Military, pay no attention to most religious exemptions. Here's a quote from the nurse who, along with her husband, works for Ohio Health and both applied for religious exemptions. She said the Ohio Health Forum for Religious Exemption was 28 questions long. The questions were mostly yes, no, acknowledge, don't acknowledge. They asked questions about our faith, faith community, faith community stance on vaccinations, if the concern for vaccinations was the use of aborted fetal cells, what medications we take, and if any of the medications we take contain aborted fetal cells. (laughs) So clearly, some devious, nefarious, God-hating lawyers drew up these application questions to trick people into admitting in the eyes of Ohio Health and in the eyes of every single big company that has been unilaterally denying religious exemptions. They designed the form to trick you into exposing some perceived inconsistency. So they could say, well, you're taking this, so you got to take the vaccine. What if your exemption is just based solely on the fact that not nearly enough time has passed for you to feel as safe about the COVID-19 vaccine as you feel about a vaccine for uh, polio, measles, something like that? Is that a plausible objection? No, they'll just dismiss that out of hand. Oh, no, it's safe. It's totally safe. Well, I have a friend who then, no, it's safe. Why is it safe? It's safe because we say it is. It's safe because Anthony Fauci says it is. And Anthony Fauci is science, you know. He is Mr. Science. Would any true scientist ever say anything as stupid as I am science? Like, I would never sit here. I think my opinions are pretty well researched. They are bathed in prayer. I hope they are um, rooted in truth. As much as I endeavor to stay within those very narrow confines of what I say, I would never sit here and say, I am truth. I mean, that's just so full of hubris. Fauci has no problem with doing that. Now, Don in Grove City was listening to our conversation about covered bridges. And Don may be able to explain the preponderance of covered bridges in Union County and probably elsewhere in Ohio uh, way back in the day. Don, I am clicking on your name, and for some reason, uh, Aaron kindly comes to my rescue. Hi, Don. Welcome to the Bruce Hooley Show. Well, thank you, sir. Explain the covered bridge preponderance to me, Don. Why were covered bridges built in the first place? Well, obviously to get across the creek, but well, the cover has them. nothing to do with that, Don. 
I know the no, bridge they, is there to get across the creek. That I get. Why is it covered? No, they covered them so that it would protect the deck and the structure from snow and rain mm. so that they would last longer. That seems so like a perfectly reasonable reason. Yep. Very good. Well, Don, thank you for clearing that up. I, you know, a little bit ashamed, Aaron. Neither you nor I thought of that. Did not think of that. What are you going to do? Baby boomers. Not nearly as wise as someone with the wisdom of Don from Grove City. We'll wrap up the show today and transition into Dennis Prager by talking a bit more about Pearl Harbor. Uh, One of the great regrets of my life is that I was unable to get my father to Pearl Harbor. He said to me one time that he wanted to stand on the deck of the Arizona and stare into the water where his comrades were buried. And that really touched me. And I've been reading a lot about Pearl Harbor, about that era. I'm fascinated by that era of American history. Uh, I have said before that while I differ with Tom Brokaw on just about every single political issue, I will always be grateful to him for writing the series of books that he did about the greatest generation. Uh, I have a friend whose brother was intimately involved in the uh, HBO stories about the Band of Brothers. And so I just find World War II to be a fascinating era because our lives would be dramatically different if we had not won that war. There was so much sacrifice that went into winning that war. People were willing to uh, do without ration staples uh, that we take for granted, milk, eggs, rubber, gas, Men were drafted for World War II. Think of this. Up to age 50. And you were drafted for the duration. If you went in, in January of 1942, three weeks after we declared war on Japan after the attack on Pearl Harbor, which happened 80 years ago today, you were in until the war ended You didn't get out in two years. You either came home wounded or you died serving your country. So I'm just amazed by that level of sacrifice by everybody in the country. And I can't envision us having that kind of collective will again. I did not know until today, until I was reading about Uh, Pearl Harbor, that there is another ship at Pearl Harbor that is uh, buried in the channel and on which uh, many Americans lost their lives. The USS Utah sits on the other side of Ford Island from the USS Arizona Memorial. You can get in to see the USS Arizona Memorial. I have. It's very moving. Uh, The Utah is in an area of the base where it's off limits to the public. 
Uh, but there is a dock that's built similarly in style to the one at the Arizona. The Utah was one of the first ships hit by Japan. They were trying to sink it in the channel so that none of the other ships could get out. Uh, 58 crew members died on the Utah. And as this generation of great Americans dies off, a large number of them uh, make the request often that some of their ashes are taken to Pearl Harbor and sprinkled in the water where their comrades lost their lives. Now, what I did not know is that, and I love this, something our government is doing that's actually good, uh, there has been a concerted effort and a marshalling of technology and science to identify the remains of those who were buried at sea in the attack on Pearl Harbor. Uh, The Department of Defense uses DNA methods uh, to identify the remains of young men who died that day in the Japanese attack. They have a very complex chart that they work off of. If they can find any DNA of a grandmother, grandfather, a grandniece. I mean, I'm looking at this chart right here. It looks like a it looks like a family tree, but it goes down really far. And it's just amazing to me that they can identify someone off of somebody who's born now years and years and years later. Uh, 33 sailors from the USS Oklahoma have been accounted for as of October of this year. 396 total of the 429 sailors and Marines killed aboard the USS Oklahoma have been identified. And the ones they can't identify, they identify as group remains, and they're buried in one place. Uh, One of the people identified recently, a 21-year-old native of West Virginia who was aboard, no, excuse me, he was killed aboard the battleship USS West Virginia during the attack on Pearl Harbor. He was one of 106 killed when the ship was hit by multiple torpedoes, 79 of those 106 have been positively identified. Uh, That's a neat thing. So today's the 80th anniversary. If you have kids, I think it's a good conversation to have. Just to ask them, what do you know about that event? If If you're like me, and this frustrated me as a high school student and as a junior high student, you know, you'd start your American history class, and you'd go through well, the Pilgrims coming to America, Revolutionary War, and go through maybe the War of 1812, and you'd go through the Civil War, Reconstruction, slavery. Yes, we covered it, CRT people. No, we didn't gloss over it. We didn't glorify it. And then you'd pretty much your year would be over, like, we never got to World War I. We never got to World War II. So I took a class in college. One on early American history and one on the period that encompassed the two world wars. And I think it's important for students to know the price that's been paid by a lot of people so that we have the privileges that we have here in this country. I've said before, what typified my father's generation and the generations that came before him was that they were 
primarily committed to two values, gratitude and service. Gratitude and service. You appreciated what you had because it was just kind of understood that whatever you had, you had worked for. And you appreciated the fruits of your labor. Now we don't have that anymore. We don't live in a society, in a culture where those virtues of gratitude and service are glorified. We live in a culture where comparison and envy are our two primary overriding perspectives. Comparison and envy. My house is not as good as their house. It's not as big. I don't make as much money. I don't drive as good a car. Why? Well, the answer never lands on us because we don't like to hold ourselves accountable. Remember, I said earlier in the show, Democrats suspend reason and accountability. No, we just want to blame. Well, if I don't have it, somebody else's fault. It's not my fault. And if they have it, why shouldn't I have it? After all, every commercial on TV tells me I deserve it. So you should give it to me. And if you won't give it to me, I'll take it. Then we'll have equity. Ah, equity. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 